do you have comedy. to pay for the masterclass things? Well, most people do, but that's not my story and truth. Um, one of my rich coworkers got a free membership because of her membership, and she gifted it to me. So wow. Yeah. No, I have a membership. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's, uh, it's, I just didn't have to pay for it. That's a masterclass in... In being poor and in resourceful. being, yeah, resourcefulness. <laughs> It's the music video podcast. Hi. Hey, I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. And we have a guest today that is uh, a legend right now, but on his way to being one just forever. Because we have uh, <laughs> just noted artists of, of stage and, and screen. superstar, of honestly. Social media. A real get. If you're not following him on social media, you are, you're doing it wrong. You're behind. And also, you're in the minority because so many Everyone people else are. Is. Yeah. yeah. We're here today with Caleb Heron. Hi. If you're not following me on social media, I hope you like prison because <laughs> that's where you're headed. I, and I will come and arrest you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if you're on Twitter right now, the story is Caleb Heron, Meg Stalter. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that's all you got to know Just about, to unplug about people in Chicago to, to know. Wow. I'm telling Megan about this. I can't wait. We someone are, someone recently replied to a video I did and was like, "This is this is honestly so Megan Stalter that it's insulting." And I and I said, "It's like one of her like Twitter stands," yeah. and I sent it to Megan and I was like, "Get your fans under control." Wow. <laughs> yeah. Meg, there are a lot of people who are trying to put a little Meg Stalter in their game, and some people are good at it, and some people are feeling their way. Absolutely. Wow, that's a read. <laughs> That's a that, read. That might be your first read on this podcast, Ryan. <laughs> I, you know, I don't have a lot of takes. I'm nervous. I'm, I, it's, is, it's easy to hurt is, my feelings, so I don't come for anybody else. That's a good policy, though. And that, I do yeah. think, in general, people should have fewer takes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah overall. Yeah. I want yeah. end takes. Yeah. I mean, speaking of takes, I this mean, episode, we're dealing with like, someone who had a hot had take. a hot take, and honestly, they were right. Thank well, you. We on this podcast and in life have established that there we have a running list of women that America owes an apology to. Yes. Um, our topic Sinead this O'Connor. week, we sh- Sinead O'Connor, Janet Jackson, LaToya Jackson. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, and chief among them is this week's topic. We have the Dixie chicks the and Dixie specifically chicks. Natalie, Maines. Natalie Maines. What a legend. First of all, can we just get this out of the way right off the bat? Natalie Maines was right. Natalie Maines was right, and also everyone after has proven how right Natalie Maines is. And let me say this. We did not steamroll over the Dixie Chicks' records to have Ellen talk about George Bush on television in the year of our Lord 2016. just, like, have a seat. I didn't do it. I mean, we're not going to be doing that. Also, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the amount of years of Dixie Chicks' output that we lost directly because of that. Truly. They have Think a new of, album soon, right? Gaslighter. Gaslighter yeah. coming out pretty soon, hopefully before the end of the year. Ugh. I, I would love it. Cannot wait. Come back for a, a live stream of yes. that. Everybody, <laughs> So I'll be going live. <laughs> Natalie Maines did an interview recently where she said... Um, the album we the album our most recent album was the most raw we've ever been and she said this album is 10 times that i can't wait and i don't even know what that i mean it has to do with her divorce it has to do with politics i'm sure i mean it's called gaslighter yeah so like yeah. men are we're, canceled well yeah men are over after this we're album, oh, there yeah. yeah we'll pack up and go home <laughs> yeah gladly happily gay men straight men all men <laughs> yeah. done. listen i will ship every single one of these microphones to natalie mains and tell her to do whatever she wants with them. <laughs> this podcast is in her hands now. But just to put, to put it in perspective of how long it's been since they've had an original album, mm-hmm. original videos, from their last album to this one is the entire career of Lady Gaga. Wow, really? Lady Gaga's first album came out in 2008, and their last one was 2006. Wow. So no Lady Gaga, no uh, Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig had been on Saturday Night Live one season. The last time we saw oh, the Dixie okay. Chicks. Wow. And she's been off that show for a decade. <laughs> they, Yeah, they did a similar thing of this between Fiona Apple albums. Right. And I remember that fact being one of them. Like, between Fiona Apple albums, Kristen Wiig did an entire, her whole run. Her whole seven years of Saturday Night Live, yeah. Wow. Just things beginning and ending. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a, it's a very different world, but in many ways, exactly the same. It's uh, it's too much the same. Yeah. it's It's the same in a way that's alarming. Yeah. I would say I would say I love that things haven't changed more. I'm obsessed with it being the same. I think the world is good and perfect, and I want nothing to change. 
Wow. Okay, that is a take. Because <laughs> I come on and I say, first of all, uh, everyone who doesn't follow me, prison, I'm pro-prison. And then I say, nothing about the world should change. These are my takes on this podcast. <laughs> That's true. Noted uh, right-winger. Caleb, Caleb Heron, yeah. <laughs> so, Caleb, I, uh, I promise I don't make a practice of this. I have a screenshot of some of your tweets. Are they all about the Dixie Chicks? Well, Because I, I so do go off on I there. did a at Caleb says things, Dixie Chicks Thank you. search. And I read them all, and they're all wonderful. But this story in particular, you don't have to read this verbatim if you don't want, but I would love to hear the story. Sure. And it is this. <laughs> so the tweet thread says, when I, was nine year old, when I was nine years old, my mom told me Republicans hated the Dixie Chicks for opposing the Iraq war, and I cried. That's true. Um, and then I, I threaded it for no reason. And also to like 20 favorites, people hated it. Every Dixie <laughs> Chicks song is a fucking anthem, and I didn't want to be a Republican if it meant hating them. My mom said that was okay. Um, my mom said, honey, that's okay. You've got to stop crying because I would not stop crying about the wanting to be a Dixie Chicks fan and not wanting to be a Republican. Listen, the Dixie Chicks to me were, I have a whole theory and I won't get into it too much. Um, but the Dixie Chicks and Shania Twain and Jody Messina and other female country artists at the time were speaking to, uh, rural, less traditionally educated, less formally educated women about what feminism can and should look like for them. Right. Um, I feel like a lot of things, like a lot of empowerment in general, not just feminism, but other empowerment movements are very like, um, scholarized and very like academic and very like kind of inaccessible to people that have less formal education. So to me, I think what I was latching onto in a really stupid and not a uh, smart way, cause I was a kid was like when my mom and my aunts and their female friends listened to the Dixie chicks, the way that they express themselves in those moments, I was like, that's very it's a way that I didn't see them outside of that context. Right. They're like very empowered and like kind of like, you know, just like, like laughing and having fun. And like, it's, it's so the Dixie chicks to me felt like it made my mom happy. And so I was like, I don't understand how people could be mad at this. I didn't understand the politics of it is what I'm trying to say. It was about like a feeling instead. Um, and then later on I learned what Republicans are and I, I still think that I don't want to be one, but it's not as related to the Dixie chicks as it once was. (laughs) I feel like the Dixie chicks, getting sparking that feeling in you though is important it's political it's powerful yeah i think think we watched all those we had an episode recently that was on we did a two-parter on 90s country and one of them was the women of 90s country Mm. and we were watching some of these today and i was like you know the dixie chicks aren't nearly as subtle as those other (laughs) women which a lot of like trisha yearwood and people who are like in a blazer by a window and there's lots of like demureness <laughs> and lots of like traditional sort of glamour but the dixie chicks are like stomping and crossing their eyes and doing bits and wearing like looks and oh, going to yeah. the city oh so yeah. many of their videos take place in cities or talk about being in a city yeah and not from not a city anymore yeah and not going because uh i've made a promise to someone there going because it's going to be exciting for me well, they have songs too, like Long Time Gone, that are like songs about like leaving your small town and like how everyone there is still in the church choir and has kids right. and like how that's not your life. And it was like, it's very much like, I think listening to that, especially I grew up in a small town in Missouri yeah. and listening to those songs, I was like, yeah, things do feel weird here. I don't know why things do feel weird here. I think the backlash to Natalie Maines was a little bit people waiting for her Mm -hmm. to screw up. Oh, yeah. You can see watching these videos that she was probably pushing some buttons by being so bold. And so, like, she doesn't have a boyfriend in one of these videos. No. She's always singing just directly to camera. Or killing a man. Yeah. There's a comparison. literally killing a man. (laughs) Thank you. A comparison (laughs) that might not be popular at this table, but if you... Watch the early Dixie Chicks and then later Dixie Chicks. Their arc as a band is very similar to Green Day, where they're very like, like wacky kids. They're like they're like these punk kids that are like, you know, against the establishment and like making faces and kicking stuff over. And then when they get political, then their videos become very artistic and mm. very like, oh, this one is we wrote this together and we there's a reason for it. Well, and people yeah. were people were too all too excited for when like when uh, not only means like chopped off her hair and like did like a a pompadour and like like people are all too excited to call her like fat and a lesbian and all these other things and it's like none of this is about politics this was all just because you didn't like this woman to begin with because she was telling you how she felt about the world well and her her remarks that got them in trouble the reaction to that is fully misogyny right like it would have blown over in a second if it was literally if it was literally green day who made a full album about george w bush and won grammys and became more popular 
like that's they, if that's not a a signal that that was law misogyny, I don't know what is. And also, what she actually said has been truncated so much that like the actual message of it is right. has mm-hmm. gotten lost along the way. What she actually said was. Actually, hold on for one second because okay. I don't have it up. I also think while we're looking for that, that you look at like a more modern, like uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill to have done like they've done fundraisers for anti-gun violence or right. causes, which is a very, which is very antithetical to their very like rural country audience. Mm-hmm. And they receive some backlash, but nowhere near on the level. And I do think it's because not because country audiences uh, are enlightened to, to gun control now um, and not because it's a different time, but purely because it's Tim McGraw, like it's a man. Right. I think I think they get away with it because it it's that and it's that's a way more overtly political thing than this message that we're about to read. Yeah, yeah she said, uh, "We do not want this war, this violence, and we're ashamed that the president of the United States is from Texas." And like, first of all, yeah, agree, yeah. like <laughs> big, huge, like hard agree. And yeah. so I think that and it also was, the. And hey, listen, I don't want to get canceled, but the Bush family is just fully from Connecticut or wherever, and his fake Texas accent that he adapted when he was like 35. Oh yeah. Is the most offensive thing of, you know what I mean? Like his yeah, fake like Texasness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, uh, what was I going to say about He was this? a cheerleader at Yale also. Does that, <laughs> does that bother no one that this is like I'm the so conservative God? Not, I did not know that he was a cheerleader, he was a cheerleader at, Yale. at Yale, which is like for any other iconic man, for someone I, else. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like for any other person, like loving that, yeah. love that story. Yeah. This is the hero of the, the like moderate conservative movement is Just a if, cheerleader at Yale. Yeah. Also, what I didn't realize is that was the opening night of that tour. Well, and also that was not they, like so they halfway dropped, through. Yeah, they did their ticket announcement and sold their whole tour the first day, and it sold out in like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the fastest selling tours. So all these people that were angry at them were ticket holders for like six months from now. Yeah, <laughs> and also like they already got paid. Yeah, maybe I don't know how tickets work. I don't know. I know I musicians know. I make have, most of their money touring. I've never sold one. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, <laughs> well. I, I think we should probably get into it then. Yeah. Let's jump in. Yeah. Should should I start? You're looking at me like I should start. I'm looking at you to see if you want me to start. I can start. Let's go for it. <laughs> okay. So uh, we were talking a little bit before this, and I because I was worried that we were all going to have the same number one, mm-hmm. and we don't. Yeah. I, you don't. And but Caleb and I did. Okay. So Amazing. I'm I'm going to seed that one to you, Caleb. Okay. Um. I, I, so I'm going to, you'll get there when we get there, but my number, my number three is not ready to make nice for all of the reasons that we've talked about, directed by Sophie Mueller. Yeah. Gorgeous. Lovely. It's uh, the crucible. Yeah. Crucible. Tarring feather. You've all seen it. Um, (laughs) what a world. Um, and so there's not a whole lot else to say about that except for like, it's really well done. I love watching it. It's, it's, it's. Uh, very interesting. One thing that was notable about the Dixie Chicks is they don't have like a ton of videos that are like real stylized. And what was nice about this one, and there's a couple other ones, but what was nice about this one is that it was um, not just like a country video. A lot of their early ones were right. just like country things. Mm. There's some like substance to it. Um, so what, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say there's one moment from that that I have pulled up Yeah. that I think is so sinister. So <laughs> there's a part near the end where they x-ray Natalie Maines to see if she has the spine of a witch. <laughs> I don't know what, it's got a little bit of like scopes monkey trials yeah. in it or something. It's very, lots of evolution imagery. Um, but she goes like mad. She's there seeing if she's hysterical or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's not, you are. You're anyone who says she is, <laughs> you're the problem. Um, but they she they drag her away, and then the sisters have a drink. They have a toast. What is? I don't remember this. So we, Natalie Maines goes crazy, and she flips over a pill table. And this is like the end of the thing where we've discovered that she has the she has the spine of a witch, and she has to be like burned. And when they get rid of her, the Emily and Marty. What's their last name? One of them is McGuire and one of them is Robinson. Yeah, they're like... And so I don't know if they've like conspired on her side and they're like plants. They're nurses that are like That's a on her side if like women unite. That is a really deep read for a thing or, I've never noticed before. <laughs> yeah. 
Ryan's in this. I think that Ryan <laughs> is thinking there's double crossing happening in the Dixie I think checks. there might be. I think maybe they sold out Natalie. I was just, I'm just putting it in my top three because I, I think it's worth talking about. Yeah. Uh, my number two is distinctly not worth talking about. It is very low budge. Um, it's a video for a song called I Can Love You Better. Oh okay. my God, that song is amazing. It's a great song. The video makes no sense. Sure. They are um, in baggage claim of your local airport oh, <laughs> playing this song. I watched song. that one, yeah. Um, then they are also in a tableau where there are like men with 40s hats, like business banker men, Naturally. like wandering the street. They all have hats on. Naturally. They are later... Uh, in a tattoo parlor while someone else is getting a tattoo. And then they're in a bakery with a bunch of like background bakers in like dressed like the chef from the little mermaid doing like way too much acting. Like they were like, they would have been fired from any other production for stealing focus. They are <laughs> going wild. They're and very blonde in this one. Yeah. Very blonde. super hyper saturated. A lot of people, a lot of videos focused on how blue Natalie Maines' eyes are in a lot of these videos. They're like super ultra blue in some of these, which is, I, I don't really understand, but Okay. Uh, what I wanted to highlight here, Ryan, if you pause the next time we get a wide shot here, um, on Marty, she is wearing a pair of striped pants <laughs> that I believe are also owned by friend of the podcast and Caleb, uh, Virginia Muller, 100%. who I have seen wear those pants yeah. multiple times. She wore I those believe time. that they are the same pants. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely are. Uh, Speaking of that, though, we said this with Mary Chapin Carpenter when she came up on this podcast. Natalie Maines looks so much like at least 10 improvisers that I know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, um, my number one, and not to, I don't know if I'm going to give it away or not, but my number one is Goodbye Earl, which we will get into a little bit later. But in that video, she looked ready to like hop on stage at Girl Gang and yeah. just like do some generous edits. Like she is ready. <laughs> she yeah. is ready to sweep. She She's is. got that bandana tied around, around, her chest. around her chest and she is She's just like ready to tag some people out. Yeah. Notice. Ready to get all of the men off this fucking stage. Good for her. And she's yeah. correct. And yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my, those are my three. Good, great choices. Yeah. I kind of whizzed through them, but we'll get into some of them a little more. Later, I feel like we're I all going to get into... we're all going to get into some of it. Goodbye, Earl. Yeah. Um, so I can go next if you like. Sure. Amazing. That'd be delightful. I would love that. Uh, my, my number three was not ready to make nice. So I think, okay. I think we both felt like that was a statement we had to cover. Huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing. But yeah, it's very... Uh, once you get what the metaphor they're doing is, it's very, it becomes literal. Um, Natalie has like black paint on her hands and she gets it on the other two. And so then it's like, they're tainted by the thing she did and she's trying to speak up and they're holding her back and yeah, yeah, you get yeah. the whole thing. And eventually they're on the same side and they have that drink. Um, my number two mm-hmm. is uh, one called You Were Mine, which I found okay. out today is not called When You Were Mine. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I have a note about this one, but. Go ahead. Um, It's black and white. It's really pretty. Uh, Emily and Marty wrote it. Marty's name is Martha. Mm -hmm. Marty's name is Martha? Her name is Martha. Huh. Emily's name is Emily and Marty is Martha. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Go figure. Um, They wrote this song about their parents' divorce. Mm. So I'm guessing one of them was two and one of them was four. Because that's the bridge of the song. Oh. Yeah. But it's one of those, uh, like where there's a video where a rock band is on tour and then just like the road has really really gotten to you every every bed is different and you're never at home and so they they're at the Gramercy in New York and they they get home they get to the hotel and they're just in a regular cab I think I have a clip of this and they um they get out of the cab and Marty wait which one plays Emily plays guitar yeah Emily is the one who later had brown hair and watch her getting out of the cab here we all are yep. we're done with the concert we're in New York all three of them are just squeezed into this cab. Oh, in some God. ways, Emily's in the front seat and she gets out with her guitar. 
So she was just riding through New York with a guitar in her lap. Mm. Well, yeah, where else is she going to put well, it? Well, let's get these ladies a car. Let's get them a They're a in a van. car. She we doesn't to... want to put that in the trunk. What if it rattles around? I feel like they're the Dixie Chicks and they're staying at the Gramercy. Let's get them an official car. What like, I love... Let's, ab- let's have somebody carry that for <laughs> us. What I love about this is that um, there's a shot of Natalie eating alone in the Magnolia Bakery. Magnolia Bakery in the middle like of the night. I read like it. they're yeah. the Sex and the City girls. And in some ways, New York City is the fourth Dixie Chicks. <laughs> Thank really you. Is. I've always yeah. said that the who, city who itself is the fourth is the fourth check. Um, <laughs> I picked this one because it was a, I thought it was a salute to self care. Because em- Emily goes home and she lights candles oh, and they gets, go to Magnolia Bakery. Emily gets ho- to the hotel. She gets in the tub with a bunch of candles and she gives herself a, ma- a pedicure. Mm. What do people get at Magnolia Bakery? Cupcakes. And Which also, one? is there like a famous one cronut. that's good? Cronut, right? Oh, oh did the right. Bakery. Cronut. Yeah. The I believe cronut. they invented the cronut. That, so that makes sense. Um, because pudding. I had a cupcake from there before, and I was like, this is fine. It's a fine cupcake, but. The banana pudding is also famous, I believe. Oh, yeah. I I've believe seen, that in my heart. I have seen people like order a tub. Yeah. <laughs> but Emily takes a bath. Marty writes this song and practices violin. Mm. And Natalie goes to Magnolia Bakery. So they're wow. all just like, I can't wait till this concert's over. Well, <laughs> here's what uh, I'm gonna. Some do. of them are taking care of their crafts, and some of them are. Yeah, Marty's more like the teachers. Some pet. of them are not. She's the one who's like, "You guys, we said we would." Like, okay, well, we'll meet back in your room. I know that that you <laughs> you in particular relate to that. I you want have, somebody who you goes, have like a strong practicing violin after hours on the tour energy. I, I want somebody who goes home and keeps working. <laughs> She's going to come in the next day and she has more ideas. And then Natalie is like coming in 10 minutes late and she's got Chinese food. We all know that type. We know them. And maybe we be Okay, You don't need to look at me quite like that. I love those types too. Just because I I asked two minutes before we started recording if I had enough time to run to Walgreens or not (laughs) doesn't mean you have to like. And did you run to Walgreens? I did not. Oh, no. I was shamed out of it. So I'm doing this fully uncaffeinated. Would love a Diet Coke right now. It is, oh my God. It's in your future. I have to tell you guys, listen, this isn't, but you can cut this out if you need to, but listen, on the way here, you just said I would love a Diet Coke right now. On the way here, I texted AJ Marroquin. If you haven't had him on the pod, you should. He's amazing. Um, A picture of this shirt that I'm about to buy that says, I'm sorry for what I said before I had my Diet Coke. (laughs) And it's like very stylized. Oh my God, I want that so bad. I must need to have, I must. That's in the style of like, uh, you can't handle a Libra who drives a Mazda. It's like bad chicks. It's in like Calibri font. Truly, that's so insane because this morning I was looking at, I found an Instagram account of all bad shirts called Facebook shirts. I love Facebook shirts. Um, As a concept, I don't have any yet. Um, and I put one on my Instagram story that I said is the only thing I want for Christmas. And it's a picture of Reba McIntyre that says Lil Wayne cash money record. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. So like we're all on a shirt wavelength today. Yeah, today. And Everybody, Diet Coke. Everybody's been talking about shirts and Diet Coke. Everybody is. The whole school is like talking about doing it. Diet Coke. Also, it's insane that one of you wouldn't just message me. I walk past the 7-Eleven on my way here. I could have brought it. That is quite all right. I've, I have already had one today. I just like. Oh, bad. I mean, literally, I, just, I should have messaged you to see if you wanted yeah, us to have what anything I, what here. Yeah, what I should. We should. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm now mad at you guys. <laughs> pick up some laundry on your way or something. <laughs> my yeah, number well, one is heavy. Okay, I'm. If you're, what's heavy? If there's a lot to it. Oh, there's a lot called of heavy. heavy. I was no. like, I was oh, like, I don't know the song. The gravity. <laughs> never heard of that. I'm just, oh, weighty. your number one is a, is a heavy weighty. pick. Okay, yeah, it's conceptually weighty. Okay, I don't know if anybody's ever seen a movie called The Hours. Mm-hmm. I certainly have. It's not. about uh, Nicole Kidman as Virginia Woolf. She's Nicole writing Mrs. Dalloway. And then Julianne Moore is in the 50s and she's reading Mrs. Dalloway and she's in a loveless marriage with a little boy who is uh, sort of coded. He's very like meek and likes dolls and things like that. Mm -hmm. And they're very distant. And then in the present day, Meryl Streep is she is Mrs. Dalloway. And her ex is Ed Ed Harris, who was that little boy. Mm -hmm. And he's dying of AIDS. Spoiler for the hours. He falls out a window Anyway, so he doesn't <laughs> die of AIDS. He dies of How does he get AIDS? Well, I mean, it, do we know? It, we don't know specifically. Damn. But, but we we're, but we're left to presume that it's because he did, did turn out to be gay. Is yes, that the idea? Yes, yes, yes. But I don't know specifically he got AIDS, but he had AIDS and he he tipped himself out a window. Jeez. Wow. And oh, he intentionally fell out a window. Yeah, but the way that it's 
filmed is just like he's sitting in a window and then he's gone. So it's like that's strange. Yeah, we don't see him like on a roof. Or and anything. I have to say, at this point in the podcast, I am fascinated to see what Dixie Chick song was. <laughs> yeah, what? What are so we? Talking about? This is for a song called "Top of the World." Mm. Oh, yes. It's also directed by Sophie Mueller. I don't know if it's based on the hours, but this it's, is the I plot. Mean, it's very of, similar. So what I just described, um, Emily is in the 50s, and she's raising a little boy. And this yes. little boy loves dolls, and he loves brushing his mom's whoa, hair. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to stop you right there. This little boy does not love dolls. This little boy is like Sid in Toy Story and like mutilates dolls. That happens after he doesn't get affection from his mom. No, no. He is always like <laughs> destroying a doll. He is not a lover of... This is not a story of a boy who loved to play with dolls, and so his mom doesn't give him affection. This is a story of a boy who mutilates dolls and also, his mom doesn't give him. So he has a very glamorous mom who sleeps in like full face. Oh, and yeah, she rolls over too and much has and like like a gorgeous, flawless, <laughs> like velvet red lip. I like love her. way before there was a Kylie lip kit, she looks stunning in this. She looks truly amazing. So she's withholding from him, and he does own a doll. We'll we'll put that out there. And he has then, access to a doll. Yeah, we can't prove that he owns dolls. It. Are around. There's Let's be doll. clear. I mean, there's a doll. Yes, yeah. you're right that there's a doll. I'm not going to argue with that. So then in the 70s, Marty is married to a man, and they have a little daughter. And we come to figure out that this is the same man. And he's just like his mom. Like, he's super charismatic, and he wears a leather coat. But he doesn't give anybody any love. He doesn't eat dinner with it's them. It's the boy. The boy grows and up to be the husband. And boy, right. Yeah. And he won't even look at, like, a daughter's picture. And then in the present day, we have Natalie Maines, who is caring for an invalid dad, who now we know is this same man. Yeah. And she literally has to feed him and care for him. And it's shot in an endless, like, overlapping montage where sometimes it's ghoulish faces lip syncing at yeah, the same time. Yeah, really weird. When they do and Natalie and Old Man. A lot, yeah. Um, and it's the full saga of these three generations to the point where it's, it's like, a story of like breaking a cycle because at the end, Natalie, Natalie has a little girl that she's like crazy about. And so like, I guess this like caring for her father is where she's like, okay, I'm showing him love. He never got, I'll take the hit for not getting that in return. But the way you figure it out is that her mother was nice to her and taught her how to play violin and taught her to be artistic and things like that. Mm. Um, so yeah, like I watched Ready to Run, which is about the Dixie Chicks having a triple wedding, and ready, ready, ready. Uh, okay, they escape on a garbage truck and drive bikes into the pool. And then I watched Top of the World, which is about breaking the cycle of inherited trauma. Yeah, this is like a <laughs> this full... is the same band. Yeah, this is like okay, this is the part where they overlap the faces, right? It happens a lot. This is probably the first time it happens. Yeah, we're getting the specter of dad sitting into daughter's face. And now they're sharing it. It does get very. This is weird. Yeah, it's very yeah, haunting. Strange. Um, but it's like, but like weird in the best way. It's very beautiful. But yeah, I would say also this I is... love uh, Marty's seventies weave. <laughs> That's a great look. I for mean, her. the Dixie Chicks hair story in general over that decade is. Every, I was going to say that about every um, frame tells a story. Uh, <laughs> every yeah. Uh, when we were talking about early Dixie Chicks videos, is that this is the story of. Um, and you can really see it in Long Time Gone when they're in Mexico. Thank you. Um, this is a story of people figuring out how their hair should work. Mm-hmm. Oh, they landed on something. They landed long time gone. really yeah. well, and then they've like just like gone up from there. But they had a wild ride to get there, like so many of us did in the early two thousands when it was either like just too sh- like a little bit too short. I would say Marty like, had the hardest time, the hardest journey. She walked the farthest. Lots of little rubber bands and clips and stripes and braids and spikes. But you know what? You go through the lowest valleys to reach the highest peaks. Right. Emily in this is a stunner. I think it's worth uh, her being cold and withholding and codependent for her to to have this. this, Will you go to the part where she's in bed at the end of this and and is pretending to be asleep? I think that might have already happened. No, what? I think it's closer to the end. Where is that? Uh, that's a line where yeah. I, I'm pretending to be asleep in the morning. Caleb, how early in the song is that? It's it's the last mm. verse. I simply couldn't remember. It's the last verse. There. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. when yeah, she, so at the when end, she it's really rolls over and you up see and her in full, like a full beat, 
That is a a real treat. It's just iconic. I love to see it. That's how starlets live. We would Yeah, know. it took her all day to put it on. She's not going to take it off her bed. Right. Also, if there's a fire and somebody comes in, she's ready to go. Right. That's isn't who sleeps in makeup because Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton sleeps yeah. in a, a makeup full face. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, this I if I had to list like my 10 favorite videos, this is probably in it. This is one of the best I've watched since we started doing this podcast. Wow. Wow. Uh, mark this moment. What what are some of the other ones? Um, we the one that was introduced to us on this podcast is LCD Sound System has a video called Oh Love I think Oh Baby Oh Baby Oh that with is Sissy Spacek Sissy Spacek Sci Fi that was drama. a really good one and that's just a beautiful short film but this is yeah this is so great. is this not a lip sync in sight Oh that's not true There's there's that there's the layered lip-sync, ghost but other than yeah. that none and also the same armchair lives throughout each generation and it's in great condition It is in really good shape. Just a mid-century velvet. They probably had it reupholstered. They had to have taken it to Roy's. (laughs) Yeah, that's my number one, and it might might literally be my number one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Big news. You heard it here first. And it's also much like Chris famously does not like a long movie. He can't. No, I do not. I do like it has quick cuts. I famously will not see any movie longer than 88 minutes that's not named Titanic. But what I was going to say is I don't like a long song, and this song is like seven minutes. It is so long. And I... I'm here for the whole the whole thing. I don't mind a long song. Oh, you guys. <laughs> I I don't like a long movie, but I like a long song. Interesting. But only if it's um like it's all coming back to me now. You want things things to be continuously happening. You yeah. don't want to get you don't want that Grateful Dead song with a 10 minute guitar oh, no, solo. No, I can't I can't go to like a Fish concert. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Basically, it needs to like, be a song by a woman. If you're gonna have a long song, yeah, be a woman. I, yeah, that's probably it. Could I be more clear? Caleb, like have you seen the Dixie Chicks live? No, really. The Gaslighter tour will be my first. That's I ha- amazing. I have seen them live, and I saw them on the Vote for Change tour. See, I went to that tour, but there was like a roll of the dice who the co-headliner was going to be. I in. saw them on the Vote for Change tour yeah. in Washington D.C. in 2004. Wow, that's the best place and time to see them. I know. I did not fully appreciate it at the time, but I. I, I would love to see them. They were here a couple years that. ago. I don't love concerts in general. Yeah. I'll say that about me. I agree. My I, favorite part about time. concerts are going home. Yes. Concerts are tough for me because it's like, well, I want to be on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I have to say, I truly, when I was a child, every concert I went to, I had like a fantasy that at some point in the concert, they were going to be like, you know, they were going to be like, and everybody Welcome to the stage, Chris Coffin. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, my time has come. You're absolutely right. I should be on stage at this concert. I feel about going to concerts the way I feel when a coworker brings a baby to the office. I'm like, this sucks. Everyone's looking at them. Yeah. I'm getting <laughs> next to zero attention. It would take a miracle for me to get attention right now, and I hate that. What I, I want it. for you at the Gaslighter Tour <laughs> yes. is, I, don't, I would never want anything to befall the Dixie Chicks. Of for course sure. not. But I want there to be just a moment where Natalie is like, oh my God, this... Anyone know the words to Long Time Gone? Mm, yeah. Stop. I'm going to cry. A, a spotlight. <laughs> I could literally cry. <laughs> and then you're brought on stage and they want to know oh. a little bit about your story. I tell them. Yeah. It's not about fame. It's about love. <laughs> I, I don't need to get famous that way. Right. I will. I want to get famous a different way. I, I will entertain the idea of getting famous a different way. This is just about, you know, if you think that when the Dixie Chicks come to Chicago, Next, that I'm not going to mount a massive campaign to meet Natalie Maines. You're out of your mind. I will. Oh, I'll help. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll retweet. My that voice to is small, but almost I can 300 followers. <laughs> Put it out there. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> I'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two. Yes. Friends. Okay. If we can get a phone tree, listeners of this podcast, if we can get a phone tree going, <laughs> uh, to accomplish two goals: number one, get Caleb on stage with Natalie Maine. Number two, get Fergie to record "Hey Hey Ladies." I haven't mentioned this in a while, but yeah. please just like get it going. Chris wrote a, a dance I wrote a demo, demo for, for Fergie. For Fergie as a joke, um, but I do think she should actually record it. Sure, and I support. She that. records a lot of things that sound like jokes. I would so say I this sounds Ooh, it sounds better than uh, Milf Money. <laughs> Ryan, you're gonna get come for. <laughs> I know it's. Well, I mean, if we, we did. We, we had. Got, we've had the a Mariah lamb, Carey lambs. The reached lambs out reached out about some things that we were wrong about, and I the text message of. Me telling Chris. That was a moment of panic in my day. We were tagged by the lambs, and he was just like (laughs) fully terrified. I had fully freaked out by that. They were mostly nice. Yeah, they were a gentle lamb. They were. I'm I'm glad that you guys are safe and well after that. Yeah, I was panicked for a sec. 
But yeah, I would love for you to meet Natalie Maines. I would love for you to get uh, some one-on-one time. I just want to meet her. It doesn't need to be a stage thing. I'll go on stage. But yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be about the stage. <laughs> I want to meet her. If that's where it has to happen. Right. If it ends on stage, whatever. But I want to meet her. What would be your preferred song if you had to accompany? I picked one, but I would be, obviously... Well, it's really hard because I guess probably there's your trouble because that's fun and I want it to be a fun experience for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they start a song with there is no good reason I should have to feel so alone. I'm smothered by this emptiness. That to me is like truly iconic. Yeah. <laughs> they invented sadness. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I have no proof that that existed before the Dixie Chucks. Right. Tell me one time that sadness existed before the Dixie Chicks. I can't think of one. No one can. They, I asked today if Cowboy Take Me Away was the best country song, and it was. I said that's that a I think hard it's, thing to ask. I don't know I if guess, it's the best country song, but I do know that it's among the best country love songs for, for sure. sure. For yeah. sure, if not the best, I can't think of a better one. And yeah. Wide Open Spaces is one of the best songs ever. Oh God! In general, and people yeah. across the spectrum agree. That wide open spaces is untouchable across the spectrum of sexuality, <laughs> <laughs> class, well, race, all of uh, it, of gay to lesbian. Our friend all agree. Uh, Laurel's off Pelton, <laughs> I love them. Sang that in her uh, one woman show last fall, and sang it literal oh, yeah. as like moving to a new town, and it was the sweetest thing in the world. Iconic. Yeah, I love her. She's so great. Well, Caleb, it's time. It's time for you. Okay, number one, Goodbye Earl. (laughs) This is, um, as we know, their most iconic, one of their most iconic songs, definitely their most iconic video, I feel. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, Jane Krakowski uh, has a a, a starring lead role. Yep. This is a song, this is a song and video. The video just plays out exactly what's going on in the song, which I love when that happens. I'm a real dum-dum, and I love when things are explained to me via uh, visuals. Yes. Um, This is a song about... um, Two high school friends, one of them moves away afterwards to seek a life out in the world, a theme of the Dixie Chicks' disc- discography. Um, and one of them stays behind and gets married to this awful guy because, uh, you know, she looked around and all she found was him. All she found was Earl. His name's Earl. And he started abusing her, and so she literally fucking killed him. And then her friend came back to help her, well, do it, and then bury the body. Yeah. This The cops couldn't find him. They lived a life happily ever after, and an abuser is dead. This is feminism. This is love. This is friendship. And most importantly, I think it's a cautionary tale to men. I completely agree. I have I, one ahead. dumb thing I said. We watched it together today. And a dumb thing that I said just spontaneously. So what, so Wanda is Jane Krakowski. Yes. Who you, is, what's the, who's the, Lauren Holly. Lauren Holly is Marianne. Marianne. Marianne gets on a bus and leaves. And when the bus leaves, it reveals Earl. And then just instinctively, I said, I said, she can do so much better than Earl. And that's literally like, the <laughs> next line of the song. That's also that the is, only point of the song. Yeah, <laughs> the whole point of this. He was wrong for her. So it's, they met Dennis Franz at the, at the Rosie O'Donnell show. Right. Mm. And they asked him to be in the video as a cop. And he said, no, I want to be Earl. Mm. Kind of weird. Kind of weird how, energy from Dennis. That's really. how we got in there. So yeah, so Dennis volunteered to be canceled. A couple notes I have about it is the makeup on Wanda when she's been beaten for what is essentially like a comedy video is horror film. Yeah. Yeah. Gruesome. Yeah, it is. I was rewatching it and going, this is insane. Full of blood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. I mean, yeah, I like that they didn't like shy away. It's very like black comedy. Like they really, yeah. Well, what I like about the song in general is there is like a long history in country music of of just murder ballads in general, but right. a lot of them are like violence against women. Yeah. Um, for all sorts of like perceived offenses of like my lady was cheating on me. And right. so I shot her in the face. Delia's Delia's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I love that the Dixie chicks not only did one, but did like a black comedy send up of that whole trope. Right. And it was fun and like, weren't afraid to have fun with it. When they also reverse, the, there's like this narrative in country music of like, daddy's got his thumb on the daughter, the husband, you have to put up with the husband. Yeah. And the Dixie Chicks literally made a song and video about, if you fuck with us, we will kill you. Right. <laughs> like, that, yeah. is, that is an every, amazing turn. Every woman has a best friend. And also that like women have options was really kind of like the yeah. point of this is that like you don't need to settle. She wasn't rescued by a better man. She was rescued by her best friend and then they started a business together right. because they should have been together from the start. Yeah. 
Jane Krakowski has two items of clothing in this that are great. One is a t-shirt with a panda and it says, this is a panda. What? <laughs> she has a t-shirt with a panda on it. It says, this is a panda? Do you have a screenshot says, of it? This is a panda. A panda with a rainbow and then it says, this is a panda. This is not a pipe, etc. Oh, it says, this is or a rainbow or something. Anyway. I don't what know does what it say? I thought it said this is a if panda. If you're going to bring it up, you better have it right. Well, now you're making me question it. But the other thing is a <laughs> unicorn airbrushed hoodie that says, this prop prop is great. Earl's this... Girl. Is it problematic if I want one of these? Yes. Okay. Should you still do it? <laughs> yes. A, it could be a gift uh, to guests of the pod. Get an Earl's Girl airbrushed unicorn hoodie. Yeah. Be a little problematic and get it. I do think it's ultimately, yes, problematic, but I think it's also necessary. This is also Natalie Maines. I like it as a piece of pop culture memorabilia and not as a... As, a, right. as, as a an ode to Earl. For Earl. <laughs> right. right. It's not merch for Earl. No, it's not Earl's merch. This is Natalie at her most... Can I get a suggestion? Merch. Oh, my God. Oh, she uh, is ready to take a fucking suggestion. She is, like, ready to start a game. She is ready is, to, like... Her shirt is just a handkerchief, right? It's a, it's hanky. Just a red hanky. Yeah. It's like that thing, and I've talked about this. I don't know if I talked about this in the podcast or not, but the thing I'm always mystified by is at, like, the gay street festivals when there's a man mm-hmm. who wears a handkerchief as pants. Oh, around one leg. Yeah. Who you will just, like, kind of shift yourself over to a side and then just like wrap a hanky mm-hmm. right there. She's, she's appropriating that for good. Yeah. She's, and, she's taking that back. And I, love. and I love that. Like that's, that's where that should go is on Natalie Maines and only on Natalie Maines. Yeah. She's doing like a front to back. Um, you also told me that this is where Natalie Maines met her husband. I think so because her husband plays the cop role that Dennis Franz would have taken, mm. which makes me wonder if her husband would have played Earl, which I don't, I'm not crazy about. Yeah, I wouldn't have been nuts about that Ooh. casting decision. That would have been dicey. Does she poison Earl in the Black Eyed Peas? Is that what is happening with this? Yeah, they put like, in the video. That's what happens. But is that true of the song? Yeah, yeah. Those they tasted all right to me. Hmm. Yeah, she's like. Seems like that's not the best way to do that. But well, that's what he's having for lunch. <laughs> he's having like ham and black eyed peas or whatever, and they put arsenic in it. They put antifreeze. Antifree in it. In it. We that's watched a forensic files. That's mm-hmm. why I bring this up often. But I watched an episode of Forensic Files on Netflix, um, where a woman poisons her husband's Mountain Dew with antifreeze, yes. Yes. and she calls it the entire time. She calls it antifree. Yeah. yeah, and like in she like tried to frame her daughter for it, and she wrote she kept calling it antifree in like written messages, and everyone was like, oh nope, the only person that does that is this mom, and so that's how we caught her. Yeah, so like learn the right words for things if you're yeah. gonna poison someone, right? Really and also if you're gonna frame somebody, right? Yeah, I think that Dixie Chick, well, Wanda and Marianne did something in one dose because he had a bite and then just like fell out. Yeah, the Dixie Chicks had no part in this; they just. We're telling a story. Yeah. They're just, a, they're just a narrator. If I sang the entire song right now, would you guys put it in full in the podcast? Be honest. I mean, if you want to sing an iTunes preview 90 seconds, <laughs> for we sure, can put them in, in chunks. Yeah, we could. I think if you go under 15 seconds, it's for it's fair use. <laughs> to be clear, I won't, I won't do it because I don't, I don't want to give away something so special. Um, do you have your, your voice? My voice. Yeah. My do you have a favorite voice. moment of the song? I love the beginning. I, I truly love when it's like, Mary, like right there. Yeah. It's like, it's, it already ha- her voice is just like, she's already pissed. I feel like, yeah, but it's just not mad. It's like, I don't know. Natalie Maines' voice in that song. is just like very, it's like righteous. Yeah, it is righteous. It's like very, um, defiant. Yeah. Somehow. Wow. Can I say that? Do I even, is that even a thing you can say of someone's voice? You I've decided it. Yeah. Defiant? Of course. I know that she would never do it in, it maybe wouldn't work out, but she would be the best vocal coach on any of these contest well, shows, like on a voice yeah. or American Idol where situation. Is, where is Natalie Maines's? She has such a clear like, second act. I don't where know is the her doing about the voice? like, well, her second act is just continuing to be her. Well, I, I know, think. but I mean, where is her? her like, Instagram is a fire. lot of, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of her and her kids singing, baking, She's still really political. She's got a different haircut every day of the week. I love her so much. Um, her kids are like cool. Also like punk kids. Yeah. Kids are like cool little rockers. Yeah. I love them. Good for them. I want, Na- I said this before, I want Natalie Maines to be producing. I want Natalie Maines to be like Linda Perry'd out to people. Oh, like, yeah, I would if, love that. If we got 
Yeah, I want her to have the last say on somebody's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah, we got. I don't know who. Like, if Carrie Underwood had a record produced by Natalie Maines. I mean, I would world. Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves featuring Natalie. Now Maines. you're talking. Get, I have a get, prediction. There will be a Casey Musgraves feature on the the on Gaslighter. I can't prove I it, but that. I'm like, how could they not? Well, Casey Musgraves recorded her, her album sort of in Taylor that Swift. Cheryl Crow barn. So oh, they have that connection. That was wild. And everybody this can is, just like smoke up and get in Cheryl Crow's yeah. barn. And if I could, that takes me to my second song. I would love it. Yes. Yeah. Is that is that a beautiful Okay, listeners, you you witnessed it here kind of in the moment, a beautiful transition. Gorgeous transition. He's an artist, he's a speaker, and he's actually wearing it by calling it out. Um they did a, a live concert uh, feature with Cheryl Crow on her song Strong Enough. Mm-hmm. I think this is a fun thing to bring up here because I think it is someone one of my friends once posted, I don't know who it was, maybe Caleb Doyle. Um one of my friends post, once posted on Facebook, what is a feature on someone else's song that you think the guest completely stole from them? Mm-hmm. And sure. the Dixie Chicks on Cheryl Crow strong enough. I mean, I love Cheryl Crow. She's a Missouri girl. Thank you very much. Um and she's amazing, but the Dixie Chicks feature on this song is unreal. They kill it. They murder her song I have in front not, of her. I have I, not heard this. I Did have you seen it? No, but I haven't pulled up like with, you of everything. them singing it by themselves really wow Which, if you think they took it then you should really watch this one because they did really stunning it's such a cool song and it's great with them and yeah are we allowed to have the volume on that would it ruin yeah. things in here no no no, no pop no. it up give us i mean it's like a little yodely yeah right here Oh my god! Uh, and also, I, yeah, give this to them. Get, let them get they a took full, it. get a full Aretha Franklin, where Aretha Franklin would record a song Stole like an hour after someone Carol. else, yeah. Yeah. and then be like, "Nope, that's mine." Mm, um, I mean, and then she's on one of theirs. I don't know what concert it is, but she sings "You Were Mine" with them. Right. They look amazing in this. Wow, this is a great look for them. They have yeah. like each each of them have one leather piece. A different color story for each. Everyone everyone gets to pick one piece from the leather bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, everyone grab one leather item and don't overdo it. One leather piece. Yeah, they sound amazing. Oh, they look great. Boots. What is? Th- where is this? Is this a? This looks like it's on a television show. Is, is this, it like Austin City Limits or something? Something. I don't know. Emily looks a little bit like Cheryl Crow. Emily? Is Emily with the brown hair? Yes. I do this every time. I never can. No, Emily has always had yeah, brown hair. she's a little Cheryl has, Crow. is the one who eventually had brown hair. Marty is the one who has always had blonde hair. It was a big help to me when she got brown hair. I will say it was a big help for me, too. Listeners at home need to know this video has uh, 249 likes and seven thumbs down. And if <laughs> any of you are the seven thumbs down, I want you to know, jail time. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be serving jail time. And also, yeah. if any of you are the seven thumbs down and then found this podcast and got 50 minutes into it to hear this part of it, thumbs like, up. I hope that maybe your mind has been changed. Yeah, yeah thumbs up for you for honestly committing <laughs> like, to different viewpoints. Yeah. Like, I, but still, you need help and get that. Uh, yes, I mean... Does Natalie Maines look a little bit like Busy Phillips? Sure. Well, here, yeah, here with this, this look. If I could sing like Natalie Maines, I wouldn't talk to half the people I talk to ever again. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> my family—they're done. I would never talk to them. I'm too big. My best friends, people who I mean, have done yeah. right by if me. If you say like Natalie Maines, you would have met a whole different set of people. Yeah, I would have You're, better people. In my, I mean, you I'm never sorry would to have say, stumbled upon me. I have great people. In my, oh, I would never talk to anyone in Chicago. I would have been in Nashville. <laughs> I didn't know that the Dixie Chicks had not performed in Nashville until like a month ago, like from 2004 until like a month ago. Nashville had to be taught something. Yeah. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to work on yourself before other people can love you. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And Nashville learned that the hard way. A city had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> the city of Nashville had to do some self-discovery. The story of Natalie Maines becoming a Dixie chick mm-hmm. is great, I think, because her dad was in the band first. Wait, what? Lloyd Maines played like guitar, steel guitar, or whatever. And there were four Dixie chicks, and one of them was like only wanted to sing bluegrass. She was an old soul. <laughs> she was like, I can't, I can't record country music with you guys. That's too, I, where would I fit in? So she left and Lloyd Maines was like, well, my daughter, Natalie, she was literally like at Berkeley, Berkeley school of voice or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was like a, on her way, no matter what. Um, and so she came in to be the second lead singer, which if anybody's seeing her be a lead singer, that's not, that's not going to work either. And, 
There was oh yeah who, she who, this other she could gal. never Kelly Rowland anybody in no this. she plays second fiddle to nobody no pun intended literally yeah I should learn this other woman's name I guess out of respect but she she literally the quote on Wikipedia is that she's like oh there are three Dixie chicks and then there's me it's like okay wow <laughs> she uh, good kudos for her yeah. for like reading the room mm, she got yeah. the temperature of that she vibe checked that she vibe checked that she did that that was um and she was originally on some of their demos and. Emily and Marty were like, well, I mean, if if there's really only three, we don't need your help getting a deal because that's Ooh, sending a signal that harsh. we're not doing what we would ultimately be doing. So they they packed her bags. They packed, yeah, they packed her bags. <laughs> they packed, we packed they you packed, a bag. They packed her bags and you we can have you them a lunch. much like Farrah Franklin. You can have your bag shipped. Yeah. Just, just get on that plane. Here's something that's on my mind. And... Um, this might be this might be the poll audio for the promo if you guys um, are taking note of that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> always, just, always, I'm a marketer. Love, I'm a marketer at heart. I just love like anyone that self edits, <laughs> that's producing as we're going I'm like on. working through it as we're doing it. Um, the Dixie Chicks and listen up, everybody. The Dixie Chicks have more Grammys than the Beatles, but everyone's too cowardly to talk about that. I mean, I have heard no lies in that sentence. Thank that's you. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But everyone talks about the Beatles. Like, they're iconic. The Beatles shake at the feet of the Dixie Chicks. Also, the Dixie did Chicks the Beatles have, ever like, wear a bandana as a top? No. Thank you. Did they ever stand up to domestic violence? No. No. No, in fact. Yeah, actually. Yikes. There's there's some arguments wow. to be made they, that they, they stood up to domestic violence uh, in the wrong way. They, yeah, this they, has been they stood hot take hour. <laughs> Well, and I said no takes. I said no takes. We are. The Dixie Chicks have like five times as many Grammys as Meryl Streep does Oscars. Well, that's not a fair comparison <laughs> because you can be nominated Let's for like 70,000 Grammys allow it. in one year. No, I'll allow it. Bang, I just bang my gavel. It's allowed. All right. I, I mean, I'll allow that. Thank you, Chris. I mean, if, we're, if, okay, if the question you're going to ask me is Dixie Chicks or Meryl Streep, I'm, I'm going to choose Dixie Chicks. And that's that. Thank you. Because what are you, you're going to turn down, it's it's a numbers game. Three strong women, one strong woman. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's utilitarianism, <laughs> really. Yeah. Does anybody have any honorable mentions or any other? I I have a couple. I, um, I do too, yeah. So I you, mentioned, you alluded this a little bit, but this is a story of hair. This is a hair journey. And there's your trouble, I believe, mm. has the worst hair. I... And then I put down, <laughs> except for maybe Landslide. Okay, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Landslide wasn't... They weren't going for fashion, though. They were They were going for... Landslide what? was alt. Okay, Caleb. Landslide was uh, at, at the hideout. <laughs> describe... You sure... Yeah, the land, Landslide... Landslide was, was produced at the hideout. Landslide yeah. was produced at the hideout. Sarah like Squirm was like, I have an idea. Oh, yeah. Can you... Uh, okay, first of all, if I we can watch that video. <laughs> oh, my God. God, yeah. If we're doing some... We're like, going to get we're gonna get Sarah Squirm to direct the next Dixie Chicks video. But land this... 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 <laughs> Okay, she looks. Give me. She's giving me. She's giving me. She's giving me old. She's giving me medieval princess vibes. She's giving me amulet around the neck. She's giving me. She's giving me like a like a King Charles spaniel. Okay, you're Her. canceled. <laughs> <laughs> she's I giving do, me. I like when somebody brings more than one thing to the table. She's doing it with her head. She's giving. Um, She's giving Shania Twain divas live. She's giving um, Jessica Simpson boots are made for walking. The whole video no is very offense. surreal, strange, abstract. I think the hair is part of it, that story. It looks a lot like a screensaver. It's got a yes. stairway to yes. It's is there literally a stairway to heaven yes. in that? Yes, video? there is a stairway to a, to a <laughs> to heaven that is to the a heavens. Lake. To the heavens. The heaven is just like the waterfall. The TLC waterfalls video that's just like full of water. The whole video is very bright, very abstract, very uh, Microsoft wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah, very like the maze screensaver. Yes. And they one of them is like very some... pregnant. And thank one. you for saying yes. that. Thank you for <laughs> and thank you for pointing that out. And I yes, love that. One of them is pregnant. That was pro child um, to say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's the you know the story of the song. Some people are pregnant. It, it, the, and the, some people are not fertile. No, the, and the, some people are. Everybody, people are getting older and younger and having yeah and going <laughs> up a stairway to to lakes. I just don't understand why Landside has that video. Like it doesn't. Well, you know what I wanted from the Landside video from the Dixie Chicks was. I would love to hear your treatment for the Landside video. Easily. And here it is. That. Here it is. Open. 
open on dark warehouse. Three stools sit empty. We hear the footsteps of three women. It's spoiler alert. It's a Dixie Jakes. <laughs> we hear the footsteps of three women walking. They walk into frame. Also, it's uh, it's very like room tone. Um, we can just hear their footsteps. Yeah. The, the 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 unzipping of uh, I don't know their violin case. Did they zip? Listen, they might, they might, whatever they, they latch. Yeah, yeah. Um, they get out their instruments, and then we just kind of cut. That's there's a little bit of that, and then we just cut to uh, Natalie Maines, just like this, saying, "All right, I think we're ready." And then we get into the song, and the whole thing is just them in this warehouse doing the song on bend, on stools. You saying that in the voice of Natalie Maines gave me chills just now. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> okay. I think we're, I my think next solo show is writing itself. Yeah. I mean, I oh my god, I will see that in the moment. If that's all it is, Co-Parent is Natalie Maines. Okay. A solo show at the Annoyance, <laughs> and then it starts <laughs> it with okay. It would have to be on the big stage, though. No, I, I feel like they do a solo show in the small stage, but I want this. This is a big stage show. This is a main one night only. First on the of all, main. Yeah, yeah, this is a oh, you're a main, main stage attraction. Oh, and no, on the main. Yeah. Wow. I, I we we already talked a little bit about it, but Ready to Run is also a great video. It would have mm-hmm. been great for the movie tie-in episodes where no one knew what we were supposed to talk about. Right. Um, Gary Marshall is in, but this. Gary Marshall is in it, and he directed it. I didn't know that. He, well, directed, he directed Runaway Bride. He directed Runaway Bride and yeah. this video, which is the plot of Runaway Bride, but with no cutaways to Runaway Bride. Thank you. All three of them are like walking down the aisle. All of their grooms are real like douche nozzles. Yeah. Um, God, one of them gives a finger gun. Like as they reach the end, he's like, bam. And they're like, nope. And they're like, gotta go. Those are the they guys catch a trash over. man, which means they're getting married. <laughs> they catch a trash truck out of there, which means they're getting married at like 8 a.m. on a weekday. First of all, let's not call him a trash man. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's begin actually with language and words put things together and take things apart. And I think what you've done I think, is hurtful. I think you could say, <laughs> I'm here to learn. Thank you. And change and grow. And you that could couldn't be me. Like a waste collector. You could say like a recycling specialist. You could say. Hey, he helps them get away. Recycling specialist would be so generous. I will say that. In, <laughs> yeah. in Ryan's, in, in problematic Ryan, who has been canceled, by the way, yeah. in his defense. For my Earl sweatshirt alone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I had th- I had that on mine. I also have uh, Long Time Gone, where I looked up this was directed by the director of Smooth by Stunning. Santana. Oh, it looks a lot like and Smooth. And it looks exactly like it. And I put we figured... But like in a good way, in like the best way. Yeah. It's what, it's, it's San- Smooth by Santana wishes it was Long Time Gone by the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. Well, obviously. Um, but I put that we figured out hair and makeup, because they really settled oh, on something they really figured out hair. beautiful. Natalie, like with her head out of that car, <laughs> like... A million bucks. Um, and then I have just in keeping with the strong enough videos, I always want people to watch all the videos that we talk about. I always say this isn't a songs podcast, but for the Dixie Chicks, if you want to watch just their covers this week, there's Daddy Lessons with Beyonce, which well, is crazy. We watched the Daddy Lessons performance with Beyonce at the CMAs, which, which was, was like, talk about Defiant. Yeah, that was huge. Mm. Um, but they do Nothing Compares to You. They do Wrecking Ball. Oh, nothing compares to Mississippi. Nothing compares to you is on their new live album. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Wait, what? They do what? What was the last one? The last one I said was Mississippi, which is another. I can. I think of it as a Cheryl Crow song. I think it's technically a Bob Dylan song. You would know it if you heard it. But they do a great job. Yeah, they they really make it their own. Who's she? I've never (laughs) heard of her. (laughs) David Bowie. Yeah, count their Grammys. Don't know. This podcast is brought to you by Avril Lavigne. Add them all up. Add up all those people's Grammys and see if they have more than the Dixie Chicks. I bet they don't. The I Dixie Chicks get a tattoo for every number one song or every Grammy? They get a tattoo a they, tattoo of a Grammy? No. On <laughs> their feet, they have little uh, like chicken footprints. Yes. The, from the Fly album. Oh. That is, a, that every, is a nod to the Fly album uh, artwork. What it, You brought up this fact. It seems like you should know what it is. Right. I'll look it up right now. <laughs> Ryan's Jixi bringing a lot of half thoughts to us. That's, that is my. Um, you didn't. I I do have a lot of great Dixie Chicks tweets, but I want to say what my favorite of my own is. Please, um, because I they're my favorite thing to tweet about, and I actually have to. One thing that um, you guys, I would like to tell just you two, and people listening to this podcast will think that this is gratuitous and annoying of me to talk about my own Twitter. And you're right, get over it. The thing I want to tell you two is that I have to limit myself. I have like 17 Dixie Chicks tweets. Uh, in my head per week mm-hmm. and I had to limit myself to like one a month. Could you maybe start like a second, like a splinter account? Just Caleb tweets about the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. 
I once tweeted, um, this was in 2018. I tweeted at my core. I am still and will always be a bitch from rural Missouri who unironically loves the Dixie chicks and Casey's general store pizza. That's just my journey. First of all, first of all, Casey's general store pizza pizza is that. Oh my God. That's it. Like that is the whole world. Casey's breakfast pizza. Like the first thing in the morning. Holy shit. With like a hot chocolate. Maybe. (gasps) I'm back in Missouri as we I'm, speak. I'm, you are taking me there. And by Thank there, you. I mean Casey's General Store. Their Supreme Pizza for dinner on a cold night. Oh, my God. Who's God. not? Why aren't we talking about it? Like, like, People need to know. Casey's General Store Pizza is the best pizza in the country. Fight it, me. Oh, fully. Hard agree. Listeners, Full agree. fight me. I, love, I, I want to address you, the listeners. Have I made you get Casey's General Store Pizza? No, but I'm. I, you know that I have a trash palate, so I'm for any kind of anything okay. that's like ready for me in a, in a convenience I'm gonna, store. I'm going to have you pause on that one because... <laughs> This is not trash. Much like calling that man a trash man. (laughs) Okay, it's not. This is not. Oh, let me tell you about this thing I love. And then you say, oh, yeah, I would definitely love that because I I have terrible taste. No, I'm a fucking moron. I'd be into that. Yeah. Ryan, it's good pizza. You were with me for the last two meals that I had. I can say what they were if you like. Okay. All right. (laughs) First of all, I have no shame. What the last two meals, listeners, the last two meals that Ryan is alluding to. I had a show last night and afterwards we went to Taco Bell and and we got up first thing this morning and we had McDonald's breakfast. And also both of them were great. They were great. I love that for you guys. And I also love, let's really address the, I love to call out to the listeners. I love to say (laughs) listeners. Yeah. (laughs) Let them know that I'm now talking to them and not you all. Right. I mean, I'm addressing y'all. Okay. So here's Fee. Uh, I'm going to say that it's for uh, platinum albums. No, it's too many. Maybe it's Grammys. It's not Grammys. They have 13. But this would have been... This is an earlier picture, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every time they have a milestone of some kind, they get a little chicken foot on their actual foot. I'm Googling. Oh, I think we should find out what it is. Dixie Chicks. Also, don't cut any of this dead time. Um, I'm, I'm producing as we go. It's productive. Yeah. Don't cut any of this dead time. I want them to sit with us in the silence as we Google at your... So what I'm typing, listeners, what I'm typing in <laughs> is Dixie Chicks tattoo meaning question mark. And then I'm seeing and Natalie it's bring Maines. up a picture of Caleb and his Dixie Chicks tattoo. Natalie Maines, the lead singer of Dixie Chicks, accidentally got a tattoo of Base Nectar's logo on oh, her big no. toe. Maines thought don't the design was the ancient Greek symbol for strength. Mm, I know. I remember okay. that, and I really hated it. That's unrelated, I guess. That's not. The I feel same. bad about that. Should I get? I. You know what? In all seriousness, this podcast might have inspired me for Should a long time. Should we get time. a Dixie Chicks? Yes. Get, I'm thinking about getting a Dixie Chicks tattoo. Oh, we should get. Should we get these chicken feet on our feet together <laughs> yeah. for our right little life now? milestones together? Yeah. <laughs> this is so. This is our first. <laughs> yeah, doing this podcast was our first as a trio. But tattoo meaning. Hmm. For me, it just says every song or every milestone or award or song. I'm like that can't be true. They'd have they'd have chicken feet everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the I think they're just random milestones because this says they, they decide what they are. It says this is the first two were to celebrate their first number one single in gold album Wide Open Spaces. The latest commemorates the album being certified platinum. Um, that's from two thousand three, and this that was is, when they had three of them. So I think they just kind of pick what they, they want to get. While, yeah, well, good for them. Frankly, I'd love so, for them to get a gaslighter foot tattoo to celebrate coming back. We will. I will, will make that happen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we've covered all the things. Yeah. Right? This feels pretty comprehensive. I think we've really covered a lot of the Dixie Chicks. In, but also, in some ways, we've only scratched the surface. Thank you. Yeah, because so, they're coming right back. I mean, they're coming right back. We'll have lots more to say at that time. In listen the meantime, to women. Believe listen women. Listen to women. Believe women. Oppose war. Um, stream DCX, the live album, on yeah. Spotify. Stream Hey Hey Ladies, get it in Fergie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get it, to Fergie. get it in Fergie's hands, first of all. I mean, and then get me the opportunity to open for and get the Gaslighter Caleb Tour. And on stage on the Gaslighter Tour. I want to open for the Gaslighter Tour doing As a yet. cover of one of their songs by myself. You Absolutely. You should. Okay. First of all, <laughs> I mean, I, we're I'm not a singer. And then, and then, also, I've alluded to singing in this. I'm not a singer. People the, need to know. Well, and then the, the one the man show. show should be, that should be the opener for the tour. So the, yeah. the, Could the you one night, only imagine. one man show. Could and then you just imagine? That we're doing previews for on the main stage at Annoyance <laughs> is going to go on tour. Is going to go on tour. Thank you. And, and that's, every night before the show, you tell the Dixie Chicks which song of theirs you're covering. Yeah. So they know what to take out of their set list. They don't do it. Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to do two of the same song at the concert. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. So I'll take Long Time Gone. Or <laughs> I will be taking... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to take like wide open spaces. We I fight. Think. Yeah, we fight on the last night because I'm like, tonight I'm doing wide open spaces. And they're like, honey, you can't. 
And I'm like, yeah. babe, I'm up first, I'm so up we'll first. see. <laughs> yeah. I guess who goes on first? I might If not. you want me to close, then I'll just like do whatever. They're like, they're like, take off the Dixie Chicks uh, crew t-shirt. You're out. I take it off. My body is covered in those little feet tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> every every fifth one marks out the four previous. Yeah. You, is your tech person wearing an Earl's Girl hoodie? Uh, yeah, like, absolutely. Um, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> it's actually a statement pro you. Thank you. Yeah. Can you guys please just get on board? I'm yeah. Now I'm fighting with the Dixie Chicks. And you you keep coming back around. It's like, your first fight. But oh you're my god, getting... I hear you. You're so iconic. But now hear me. <laughs> <laughs> like I do feel like your ver- your voice is being heard. You're being so Natalie Maines right now. And she's like, <laughs> I that I, what? <laughs> well, this I mean, look for all these events and more yes. in the near future. For updates on those things, you should follow Caleb on Twitter. Uh, Caleb's is Caleb's yeah, let our things. listeners know where. Yeah, they can where find where you. where can everyone find you? You guys on Twitter at Caleb says things on Instagram at Caleb CrossFit <laughs> and do not and I stress this friend me on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, um, Instagram. If you're in Chicago, see Studio Eleven. Ugh. Every Friday night at ten thirty at IO Chicago, home of long form improv, <laughs> formerly Improv Olympic. I won't get into it now. Yeah. <laughs> This world is bullshit. Bye. Bye. Bye.